Today's episode is brought to you by World Mental Health Day. World Mental Health Day was actually on October 10th, and it is an international day for global mental health education, awareness, and advocacy against social stigma. It was first celebrated in 1992 at the initiative of the World Federation for Mental Health, a global mental health organization with members and contacts in more than 150 countries. This day, on each October, thousands of supporters come to celebrate this annual awareness program to bring attention to mental illness and its major effects on people's life worldwide. Now, I want to give everybody a chance to know there will be a trigger warning in this episode. Since we are talking about suicide, mental health, and depression, I want to make sure that for any of our listeners that are currently hearing this, to know that you can always pause, you can stop it, or you can just skip to another episode. And, well, most importantly, today's episode is also to highlight statistics about the Latinx community that are not really talked about when we talk about public health, when we talk about social health and psychological health. Every 40 seconds, somebody makes a tragic decision that life is no longer worth living. Suicide is the second leading cause of death among young people aged 15 to 29. And this is why mental health is a concern to us all and to take action and to advocate for mental health should be of utmost important for us today. Enjoy today's episode. Nearly half of all Latina high school girls report that they are persistently sad or hopeless to the point of being unable to carry out usual life activities. One in five Latinas has actually considered suicide. One in 10 attempted suicide in 2017 alone. For lesbian, bisexual, and queer Latina girls, the reality is even worse. More than two in three were persistently sad or hopeless, nearly half considered suicide, and nearly two in five attempted suicide in 2017. These 2017 statistics were released by the Centers for Disease Control in the summer of 2018. That was the summer that family separation escalated in the United States. I remember that while I was following the news and read the stories primarily from young Latinx children who had been separated from their parents at such a young age, I don't know if any of you remember this, but watching a child not even recognize their mother, some children that cried and cried and cried, and you could feel the grief, you could feel the anxiety, but more than anything, the repercussions that there would be down in history for making that happen. Attacks on Latinx immigrants, escalated by the Trump administration, have been affecting the physical and mental health of the entire Latinx community. A recent study actually showed that undocumented Latina women experience post-traumatic stress disorder at four times the national rate. But what makes this worse is that Latina girls in particular had already been reporting concerning mental health outcomes for decades, long before this presidency, and we haven't paid enough attention. When we talk about mental health, too often we ignore Latinx and other communities of color, even when they are especially impacted. Latina girls already needed mental health support, and we collectively responded by deepening their trauma. 
After talking to some of my friends about how they feel about seeking mental health support from going to therapy or going to support groups, many of my friends felt almost ashamed to seek help, right? You know, no vale la pena, it doesn't matter, it's not that big of a deal. You know, all these concerns that I had as a friend to help them, they kind of just brushed off and I understood why. Because we feel like we're imposing ourselves and our problems on somebody else. And when I asked them, you know, there's nothing wrong with seeking out help, but why do you feel that you don't deserve it? And at that moment, they said, well, because I, I haven't learned that I do deserve help, right? They didn't want to be called crazy or dramatic or moody that are, you know, mostly stereotypes that are used against Latinas. And so many of them felt that in our college, they weren't seen by the therapist. Also, you know, there takes about four weeks to see somebody, even when you're in a crisis. And so many of our students did face that. But that they felt like they would be blamed, shamed, stigmatized, and silenced if they did approach the person that they wanted to talk to the most, which was usually family and friends. And sometimes I feel that, you know, you feel shame when you want to also be authentic with yourself. September is also, it actually was the Suicide Prevention Awareness Month, but suicide intervention alone, I don't think is enough, right? While of course we must have education, training, and support around suicide intervention, to focus only on that is to ignore the entire internal and external context around what brings a person to that moment, to that attempt, right? This summer, 13-year-old Heidi Gámez García died by suicide after being separated from her father. Many other Latina girls attempt suicide and live only to experience a lack of visibility and support that makes it much harder to build the lives that they want. Honestly, the lives that all these Latina girls deserve. This goes without saying that we cannot ignore our current political climate, our current situation at home, at school, and at work when we talk about mental health. It means that we must take on a larger work of building a world where Latina girls feel safe and supported, living without fear or shame, where they know their rights and their power, and where their mental health is valued. Now, this is where Guerreras gets personal for me, and I actually have recorded and re-recorded this part about three times now because I can't seem to find the words to, first of all, thank the people that came to my rescue when I was at my lowest point in my life in 2018. They know who they are, right? And this is what I want the listeners and I want you all to know. There is a point in your life where you feel worthless and ashamed and that nothing you do is good enough. And you can't seem to find the right words to express what that is like. And some folks believe, you know, this too shall pass and everything's going to get better. Y que todo esto es una cosa del tiempo, te vas a mejorar, todo está bien. But what happens when you don't actually believe it? Which is what I struggle with the most. Sure, I was prepared and 
I was successful and accomplished, and I have friends that love me, and a partner that loves me, a family that loves me. But what happens when deep inside your heart you feel like an imposter to the whole life that you have? And you can't seem to get any joy from it. You can't seem to get joy for having the job that you've been working so hard for. You can't seem to get joy from, from the friends, from the love, from the little things in life that you used to enjoy. Right? What do you do in those moments? And that's where I was at February 2018. I didn't feel any motivation to continue doing my schoolwork, my professional work. I felt lost in my emotions to the point I felt numb. Every time I was vulnerable in public or vulnerable due to my job, I felt defensive. I was angry. I was being very blunt and cold to people because I was so unsure about what these feelings actually meant. To the point where a very close friend of mine told me, you know, you you can't come to work tomorrow. You need to go see the counselor now. And I said, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose work, right? That's, that's not okay for me. She said, that doesn't matter. What matters is that the person that comes back the day after is actually you. And it took me a, a minute to understand what that meant. You know, was I lying to them too? They had figured out who I was. I, Of course, I've been lying to everybody that everything's fine. How dare I? And I started to guilt myself, right? I blamed myself for my emotions. And that's the thing. You shouldn't blame yourself for being in those moments because so many of us don't even understand what that is, right? And how can you express to somebody that the, the little things in life don't mean anything to you anymore that what you thought was your passion doesn't even get you out of bed right and that's where I was at I felt like the whole world was on my shoulders during 2018 and I felt so hopeless and helpless that it took my friends to be there to pull me out of that and they know who they are you know who would get text messages from me that, you know, can I stay at your house tonight? Or can you come over and keep me company? There were times where my friends would see me on campus and they just knew something was not okay. Um, My partner, you know, when we started dating is when I was at my lowest point and he found particular ways in which he could support me. Because between all of that, my friends and my partner knew who I was, deep, knew who I could be, who I was, and who I'm capable of becoming deep down. That meant so much to me in those moments where I really lost myself, where I wasn't sleeping and I wasn't eating and I, I wasn't calling my family or my friends and it was them that were bothering me. Hey, how are you doing? I know you probably don't want to talk about it, but we're always here if you need it. Or random calls from my friends that they could just see it in my eyes that I wasn't all there. So, Guerreras, one of the also main reasons that's the word is because of, of a word that was given to me by my previous um, 
office that I worked in, it's even difficult for me to talk about this, the Cross-Cultural Leadership Center at Chico State. They gave me a water bottle to all of the 2017-2018 uh, staff, and in it, on it, right, it's engraved warrior. So warrior is the English version of guerreras. And they told me, you know, because you went through so many things, so many obstacles, but you still came out of it and you did phenomenal and it may not have been graceful it may not have been the way that you wanted it to be but you have the fight in you and you're willing to put in the work and the effort to get out of that and it meant a lot to me to have been recognized you know not just because of my work but because they saw the improvement and it was because i wanted to improve as well for the people that love me but for myself because i deserve it i deserve to be better i deserve to be happy and healthy and that is part of my story and you know it's not so many details because it's also my personal and my private life but i do feel it is important to share with any listeners that feel that maybe what they're going through is not hurtful enough or bad enough or that's idea of enough you know there is no cap that you need to fill in order to actually be considered um that you're going to th through something you if you are going through something reach out if you feel ashamed or that you will be persecuted or guilted for reaching out for help then maybe what you need to realize too is that those people that are making you feel that way they don't need to be in your life anymore right you deserve to be happy and healthy and your best self for you and that's it so to finish up this episode i want to send some affirmations out there for all of you who are listening you are loved you are enough and your existence in this earth matters and even if we have met or haven't because you're just listening to this episode your existence matters to me your presence is a gift and i want you to know that so many of us are lucky to have you in our lives but if you ever feel like you need some help let me give you some resources you can access that are free and always available to you. The first one is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, which is at 1-800-273-8255, where professional callers are ready to talk to you. They are available 24 hours every day. Now, the crisis hotline that I used when I was in my darkest moments was the text line, which is 24-7 confidential text message service for any of us that is at home h-o-m-e to 741741 again this is free resources for you that are confidential whenever you need help we also want to give some visibility for lgbtq plus sisters the trevor project has the trevor lifeline which is 1-866-488-7386 or if you're more comfortable with texting I know I am. You can just text START, S-T-A-R-T, 
to 678-678. There, all these resources are confidential and all these people are available there for you 24-7-365. Now, of course, I want you to know that there are resources if you're looking for Latinx folks that may help you out. Have you ever heard of this podcast heard, called Latinx Therapy? Oh my goodness, I can't even talk right now. Latinx Therapy was actually created by Adriana Alejandre, who is right, the founder. And she has a great, 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 great website from finding speakers, resources, shopping, if you'd want. But also the most important, finding a Latinx therapist in your zip code. Latinx therapist. That was difficult to say. Um, you just go to latinxtherapy.com and also listen to the podcast, Latinx Therapy. Hopefully, these are resources that you know you can use, that are confidential, and are always there to help you out. If you like this episode of Guerreras, please subscribe, leave us a comment, follow us on Instagram at guerreras underscore CR. Or follow my personal page on Instagram at Aurea, A-U-R-E-A, underscore BP. Let us know what you thought about today's episode. We will be back next week with a new podcast episode with a very special guest, a dear friend of mine. So subscribe, follow us, comment, but more than anything, give yourself a hug today. Some affirmations and know that there are so many of us out here who are lucky to have you in our lives. Adios.